yeah. but but again again we need to be honest here of course it's easy for me to express this on a rational analytical way and i'm hiding here a bit if here, I, yeah. i could say, i could say of course i can place myself here and talk about emotions and and express this very analytically and maybe people then think oh wow he's so connected to his emotions but no i can just i can just express how these mechanisms work then in the end to really 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 live that like to align that the what you say and what you feel to say it in your mm -hmm. words are two different pairs of shoes Welcome to Wild Podcast. My name is Tina Hebelt and I'm delighted you decided to tune in today. You found your way to this tribe, so I bet that you are a curious, appreciative soul seeking to learn and grow and live your authentic life. Sometimes this takes bumping into topics that bewilder you, challenging your current belief system, stepping out of your comfort zone, expanding your inner map of options in life. Wild Podcast invites you to do just that by opening up diverse topics and our guests' universes to you. Approach each listening experience with an open heart and with playful curiosity as you learn about other people's whys and their wild journeys. Since this is the first wild episode in 2023, let me ask, who of you have taken the time to reflect on your goals or recalibrate your focus for New Year? And how many of these goals or themes or focus areas for 2023 are somehow related to a desire for more happiness, joy and satisfaction in your life? I dare say happiness is what we all strive for. But what exactly is happiness and how do we create it? Let's ask someone who set out to research just that. Welcome to Wild Podcast, Leonard Gabriel Heikster. As you may notice, dear audience, it's a German name and we're two Germans taking the conversation to English today. I'm very curious about this guest. But as you know, well, you audience, I'm always handing the microphone over in the beginning. So can you describe what you see, what you hear, what you smell, maybe? In what situation are you? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. I'm see, I see you. On, I'm um, at my parents' house because we're doing this record uh, right two days before Christmas and I'm already home. So... Um, I'm here right under the roof and um, you also said like, what do you see? What do you smell? Maybe uh, what do you taste? Uh, actually, yesterday I've slept like four hours because I was out last night. So I don't <laughs> taste so much right now. And, um, I'm totally fine. I, um, I'm just checking in right now um, with myself because um, when you said like, Where are you right now? And I'm, I recognize that doing this in English for me um, is giving me some kind of resonance, which um, I'm feeling when I'm listening to English podcasts, which I really admire. For example, um, Self Healers Soundboard is one I, I really, really do like. And doing a podcast about personality in English 
for me mostly is listening to this one. So I thought about like, oh, well, I'm in a situation right now where I'm in an English podcast. So this felt quite good emotionally. And yeah, I would say physically I am fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Four hours. I would be completely screwed with four hours of sleep. Thanks for. <laughs> I had a, I had a big walk. I had a, I had a long walk to uh, this morning, so this was this was fine. Um, so yeah, I I, I yeah. got my got my time to get away. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for taking us to you. Um, right. I think that's always quite important with podcasts, especially where. Uh, well, podcast without video, um, because everyone is tuning in remotely from wherever you are tuning in from. So, yeah, I just want to give you a feeling of what it is to be you in this moment. And now that we've clarified what it what it feels like to be you right now, the question is, who is that person that is you? <laughs> I always ask my guests to introduce themselves because they are the wisest with the choices of words. So how would you introduce Leo Heikster? <laughs> uh, I could say I'm a, a young man. I'm 30 years old. I'm from Germany. I'm doing a podcast. I'm a self-employed consultant in employer branding, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think what describes me is that I'm just a guy who once recognized that what you're thinking or what you're doing most in your life is what you get um, mostly. And this then my hypothesis was If I'm um, just um, caring about happiness, do I have more happiness in life? And this was the starting point for me, um, starting a project called Humans Are Happy five years ago, which first was an Instagram account, um, quite superficial and um, resulted then in um, a podcast where I also in a scientific way am um, dealing with well-being a lot and What makes us be well is something I do really care about. And this is also, I think, what describes me in this context. Mm -hmm. Okay, I understood. You're doing this podcast, which of course I know, and you are on a quest to research the nuances of happiness and well-being. So... Could you give us your impromptu personal definition of what well-being means? I think well-being does not mean some specific thing. Well-being is more um, the task to question yourself how you are. Are you well? How are you? If you ask for the well-being, you ask how someone is. And the answer, how someone is, can just give the person themselves. And then to categorize if that is well, is totally related to what is important to that specific person. So mm -hmm. this leads us to the question, what is worth for you? What's worthy for you? And this also is related to, of course, some stuff like socialization and also to personality and experience and so on. But it brings you straight down to the core of what you really want in life. What mm -hmm. make, yeah, what is worth for you? Yeah. What I'm taking from your answer is you say that there is no general definition 
of what that is, which is quite radical because, uh, you know, in the magazines and in the podcasts and on YouTube and everyone seems to have a recipe <laughs> and a goal, like a specific goal that is worth striving for. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, I get that. I was gonna, like, as I was preparing my questions, of course, I thought about how do I approach the topic of well-being and happiness? And I got some provocative thoughts, one of which is, does well-being simply mean the absence of stress and challenging life events? Because that is something that is propagated by, as I said, whatever, YouTubers, magazine authors and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So do you think that if I can just manage to reduce my stress and manage to live in a sweet little comfortable bubble where there are no no challenges for me, then I'd be happier? <laughs> for you, um, living in a quite stressless, comfortable bubble is the most important thing in your life. Maybe this would give you a lot of well-being. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's hard to generalize that. Of course, people always want like the short answers, the quick answers, the understandable answers. They want recipes. I know. Um, but there is not like these specific points. But of course, you can, if you deal with that topic, um, you can um, you can find um, some mechanisms which will work for all people. Um For example, um, to bring it down to the point in the end is um, one beautiful, beautiful study um, from, I think it was Peter Becker in the 80s. He just overlaid theories from very, very important and well-known psychologists such as Freud, Frankel, Menninger, Maslow, and some more. And he found out to live a life like where you're really yeah, well, or where you're like, um, in German, the expression is like, um, yeah, seelische Gesundheit, like being healthy in your soul. I don't know if there's a specific mental health, mental yeah. health. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that mental excludes the body, but the soul includes yeah. the body. Um, yeah, right. So, okay. So soul so, health. Yeah. I've talked to, um, professor Deister, um, who is like the chairman of the, organization for soul healthiness and i asked him what is the soul and he said like mm, i would say soul is what defines you in the inside and uh, makes you able to express in the outside so it includes like the body like if i hurt my arm i am also hurting my soul whatever um so for being able to be healthy as a whole being becker said like You just need three things, just three things. And it's first self-actualization, which means you need to ask yourself from time to time, is the life that I live right now worthy for me? Is what I'm doing here worthy for me? Is the things that I cause with my actions worthy for me? You need to actualize yourself. You need to ask yourself, okay, what, what do I have here? What do I do here? What does this make with me? Um, you need to actualize yourself from time to time, first step. Second step, you need to regulate yourself. So you can't just do everything um, 
you want all the time for like for example eating chocolate or whatever um going to party or spending all your money or whatever you need to regulate yourself as well i think there's a beautiful it's sentence about balance. it's about balance and a beautiful sentence for this balance is from my first interview partner um, in the humans are happy podcast dr ernst Fritz schubert he said like make sure that what gives you short-term pleasure also gives you long-term satisfaction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to make sure that something that gives you short-term pleasure also gives you long-term satisfaction, you need to regulate yourself. I think that's kind of clear. You can also say, make sure that what gives you not short-term pleasure causes long-term satisfaction. For example, doing a study or going to doing sports, it's the simple things. Sometimes it does not give you short-term pleasure, but long-term satisfaction. And so... We have two things, self-actualization and self-regulation. And third thing um, is experience meaning. You need to experience meaning in life. Mm -hmm. um, for example, if I actualize myself and I think or I come to the conclusion that everything I do has no meaning for me, it's totally meaningless. I think I, it's very hard to feel like Uh, whole well-being if i do just things that are senseless to me i won't gain a high well-being so but if i actualize mm. myself i can see all right maybe i'm here and i maybe want to go there and to do that you need to regulate yourself to you regulate yourself to do things or not to do things depending on the things you found out in yourself, actualization, and also you need to experience meaning. For example, like Nelson Mandela or whatever, Mother Theresa, which experienced meaning in things that were really hard or Gandhi or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to say we need to be like these people, but they are good examples. Mm -hmm. You beautifully gave us a recipe while at the same time holding up the you know the notion that it is very individual because um, the three components that you just mentioned self-actualization regulation or balance or whatever you want to call it and um, meaning um, they can be filled with well as many yeah. experiences as there are people on this planet Right, right. So you ha you don't have the recipe what exactly to do, but you have, of course, um, the recipe what you do, and then you need to transfer it to what is worthy for you, to your life. Of course, we need we need in this case to take care and to think about like the structural things. I really do not like, or I think it's very hard if one says. Um, oh, the key for happiness is just in you. It's just how you see the life. And uh, uh, and then like you, you just <laughs> ignore, you just ignore the circumstances from the outside. And we are living in a mm -hmm. world where um, 
which is highly unequal and um, we need to take care about this and also like the advertisement what you said like there are always some recipes of YouTubers of some magazines doing this for your well-being doing this in the winter well-being drink this tea for your well-being buy this buy <laughs> yeah. this buy this and eat this superfood for sure eat this superfood <laughs> of course you need to you need to do that um, but This is not like what gives you long-term satisfaction. This is something maybe, maybe that can give you a short-term pleasure. What and when we are thinking about this word happiness, I think if you talk about happiness, which is totally fine, we should be aware that happiness is a moment of radically presence. So you can be radical presence. Okay, radical presence. Yes. It's it's about that because you can be happy, for example, in this moment, but from a psychological perspective, happiness is nothing more than a positive effect. Nothing more. Mm -hmm. Dependent to what is worth for you. It was the World Cup Finals a few days ago and you can just see, like, if you support... Um, France, or if you support, what was the other team? Um, Argentina, Argentina. Argentina. So, for example, I do not fucking care about football. One team High shoots five, a goal. Same here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. Just for 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 example, for example, yeah, they are falling three goals or four goals, and you do not care. No effect yeah. at all. For example, you you're hardly supporter of the French. So, two goals um, for Argentina. This neutral, objective happening gives you a negative effect, which would be unhappiness. Yeah. For example, you're a supporter of Argentina. The same objective, neutral happening gives you a highly, highly positive effect. Yeah. So the same, the same happening can cause totally different effects. And of course... You see on, on this example that happiness is totally dependent on what is worthy for you and it's also dependent to the time because if you celebrate a goal, you won't celebrate for the rest of your life. So you celebrate for some minutes. If you win the World Cup, you celebrate maybe a few days or something like that, but it will, mm -hmm. it will regulate to a normal level. So happiness from a psychological perspective is just, um, it's just a positive effect. From a um, sociological aspect, it's a moment of radical presence. Or from a neurological perspective, happiness is nothing more than a reward response in your brain. Hmm. Also, what a really, really beautiful quote is from Dr. Burkhard Pleger, a podcast um, guest of Humans Are Happy in the second interview. He said, like, it's not about happiness. Satisfaction is the supreme discipline. It's about satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So also what Ernst Schubert says, make sure that what gives you short-term pleasure also gives you long-term satisfaction. And if we know now that long-term satisfaction is what makes life, in the end, you said, good or um, well-lived, you need to know mm -hmm. what gives me long-term satisfaction. So you need to check in with yourself. You need to actualize yourself and to make sure... Now that you're going into the direction that gives you long-term satisfaction, you need to regulate yourself, of course. And you need to experience meaning 
this is like a fallback, an anchor, because if you go in a direction where you think it gives you long-term satisfaction, but it gives you no meaning, you can be pretty sure it won't give you long-term satisfaction. Maybe you think that. Yeah. But you, yeah, you, uh -huh. you, you have like this beautiful recipe with just three steps in the end. Mm -hmm. um, as I was listening to you talking, and especially as you said, radical presence, and when you introduced that term, I was thinking that maybe it is worth introducing another psychological term here. Right. And I want to know your your understanding of it. Because when you say things like check in with myself and radical presence again, I think mindfulness. Um, do you think mindfulness and being able to check in with yourself and to understand what your current well, physical or mental status is and how you respond emotionally to things, for example, uh, a football match, do you think that that is a very important component to being able to move towards that um, long-term satisfaction and to a life spent in a meaningful way? I think that mindfulness is quite important because you can't actualize yourself without being mindful. It's just not possible. And to experience meaning, I think mindfulness is, uh, yeah, yeah. So in the end, mindfulness is an important topic. It's also a buzzword. So I think we should talk about what we understand under mm -hmm. this word before we talk about it. But to give a short answer, I think mindfulness is something that makes your life more full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. I think as for all the other terms that we've already addressed, satisfaction and happiness and well-being and soul and, uh, <laughs> and mindfulness, it is important to define it. When I just introduced it, okay, impromptu definition of mindfulness, I think for me it, it is about being able to be aware of whatever is going on. So I'm not talking specific mindfulness practices or anything. It's just me feeling what is going on inside me in this very present moment. That was my, my sure, thinking. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and then I would say, of course, it's important to, to be mindful if you truly want to be authentic. And I think also what is your podcast about in this topic is like to be truly authentic You need to be mindful with yourself because otherwise, if you're if you're not mindful with yourself, maybe you're running in a direction which doesn't give you any joy, any real mm -hmm. inner joy. And mindfulness maybe is a tool um, to check this a bit earlier. One thing I want to yeah. I want to add is we were talking about happiness and um, for some minutes, and I, I said like happiness is this psychological um, effect and. Satisfaction then on the other side is the cognitive evaluation of your life. So you have these both parts. You have the emotional one, which you really need. You need to connect with your emotions to know what gives you joy, what gives you meaning and so on. You, so you need this part, but you also need the cognitive evaluation. Am I satisfied, for example, with my work with my relationships, with my physical health, with my mental health, with my financials and so on. So you need to mm -hmm. evaluate also in a cognitive way. Yeah, especially since, I mean, 
of course, there's always we as human beings always have our emotions. There's always the emotional side. There's always the cognitive side. And uh, to be fair, I guess in our modern society, I don't know how to summarize it. It's such a such a buzzword, but um, stay with me. <laughs> like in our modern society, uh, I think many people, I was going to say most, let's say many people have a better relationship with their cognition so they they are in their thinking brain they evaluate they judge they compare themselves with others so they're on this side and many of us have lost the um the ability to tap into our emotions and lead life from a place of heart and from a well from the emotions it's really interesting now that we're having this conversation that we use happiness as the thing to strive for but what most people discuss and think about is is satisfaction, I'd say. In the end, yeah, if you say I want to live a happy life, if you, if you say I want to be happy, you mean I want to live a happy life. But um, mm -hmm. in German, you have a very, very beautiful translation for that. In German, the word happiness is called Glück. And Glück comes from Gelingen and Gelingen means das Gelungene, das Leicht Erreichte. So just to make a translation. So the first one, Glück, is very hard to translate, actually. Happiness. Yeah, we're tempted to say luck because it also means luck, but in this context it means happiness. And then Gelingen or Gelungen, it comes from achieved, maybe? Would you agree? Let's just make work the translator. <laughs> yeah. Succeed. Hello, Google. Succeed. Sure, succeed. So if something succeeds, yeah, it's, it's a perfect mm -hmm. translation. Glück comes from to succeed in German. And if you're talking about a happy life, a succeeded life, live a succeeded life. And now mm -hmm. we are far away from the moment of radical presence. We're on, the, <laughs> yeah. we're at the quest. Yes, but the word leads us to the question, what makes your life succeeded? And this, again, yeah, yeah. leads you to the question, what is worthy for you? It's always the same. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty easy if you think about that. But one thing also, you said like the, the, the um, difference between happiness and luck. And in German, of course, we have just one word, happiness or Glück. Um, but yeah, in, in English, the English audience will know that it's pretty amazing that you have this differentiation because in, in German you would say Glück haben or glücklich sein. So it means like be happy or having happiness and having happiness would yeah. be like having luck and being happy yeah. would like to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. In language, um, it is really interesting how in, in different languages you sure. have different degrees of differentiation, uh, in one language, you might have one word for a whole array of things that in another language has you know, a whole array of uh, specific words. So you can have a more textured conversation about it. And <laughs> yeah, trying to relate our conversation to a different language uh, leads us back to our German roots and German language roots. Let's switch to English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing, of course, that I want to uh, jump onto is um, you already linked the conversation to the topic of authenticity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, uh, I'm very interested in that because it, it turned out to be the core topic of my podcast. And I want to quote something 
So I read this book, Stephen Joseph's book called Authentic. Well, it's also a very scientific approach to authenticity. This quote goes, happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. And the quote is from Mohandas Gandhi. Um, what do you think about this quote? And how do you personally link authenticity with happiness? I think... Um... This sentence describes the, if you call it so, recipe that we were talking about earlier in this conversation is just the same with other words. So mm -hmm. like if the things you think, right? We can say to think is the self-actualization. The things you say is like your regulation, your doing. Mm -hmm. And the things then like you feel, It's like, do I, do I feel um, meaning here? If this is in harmony, this brings you happiness. I would not agree. Like this makes you happy as a psychological uh, positive mm -hmm. effect all the time because this is not possible. But if he says like, this makes a succeeded life in the end, I would say sure. So um, this is the first answer I could give like, makes sense we need to define happiness in this case but then it's just we're, we're looking all the time on the same mountain just from pers uh, different perspectives yeah and if you if you turn this around what it would mean is that it is let's say i don't want to say it in a black and white fashion right so even if you if what you think what you say and what you do are in harmony it doesn't make you happy automatically it doesn't give you the feeling of happiness in this present moment maybe but what it does say is that it gets harder to feel happiness to be happy if you're not aligned right <laughs> so if you do something that you don't feel if you say something that you don't want to say if yeah if what you are in your essence maybe what your soul coming back to that what your soul wants to express is not in alignment with what the world sees and what you let the world see. Right. Yeah, yeah. This totally makes sense to me. So I cannot mm -hmm. say anything that uh, apart from, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So this is where our two favorite topics link, I think. And this is sure. where it becomes clear why, why we're both having this conversation here. What I want to achieve with a podcast or achieve, I don't know, but what I want to reflect with it is exactly the essence of what you've been saying that there are a million ways of spending a life your life and what makes someone happy someone satisfied someone feel aligned might be something that another person wouldn't want for their life and it is very important to acknowledge that we have those options and um, all of us are quite different and that it's worthy to follow what your heart wants Sure, sure. It, it, it's 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 not just worthy; it's necessary, and it's also hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to. Yeah. For me, for example, it's. It was like uh, because I I approach this topic from a, such a scientific perspective, that I needed the cognitionally understanding about these topics, to, say, all right the emotion in, or like the, the emotions at all in this case are needed. Of course they are needed. And it's like a very, very basic 
finding that, that emotions are needed for a, um, for a succeeded life. But when I started thinking about happiness, there were podcasts or projects or whatever existing approaching this topic from a very, 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 very emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. But I was not able in the end, which I found out later, to connect with this such emotional um, approach because I like and I need rational thoughts about topics to or descriptions to understand things. Mm-hmm. So I needed really the cognition uh, and scientific um, approach to understand why it's so important to connect with your own emotions, which I'm also working on. Like I'm not connected all the time to my fucking self. No way. So I'm, I'm hardly working on to understand what that inner voice or if you call it so what my heart or whatever tells me first to hear and to understand that it's not so easy for me and then also to express that to understand yourself and then to express your feelings in a way that does not hurt anybody like not you not you not the people around you because if you if you just connect with yourself and then you say okay maybe i'm i'm feeling that i'm getting angry about something or i'm getting um upset or i'm doing some coping mechanism um if you understand yourself your emotions and your beliefs this is the first point but then being able to express that in a I would say grown up way. This is something for me, what is really admirable, but Mm -hmm. I'm not able to do that all the time in the way like I'm, I can talk about this topic because I understood it very good in a logical way, but to live that in the end, to align what you think and what you say and, or how you handle things. This is what I need to say as well. It's like for me, totally, totally hard. And I'm not able to do this all the time to live my life after that recipe, what we were talking about here. Like this alignment is something you need to achieve in the end and you need to work on all the time, at least for me. So Mm -hmm. I, I would say for being authentic here in this podcast, it's also to say, okay, I understood this theoretically, but now to transfer this into reality and into your own actions and being authentic and honest with yourself and also with the people around you not trying not to hurt anybody and not yourself because in the end you also always hurt yourself when you also when you hurt other people mm-hmm. this is this is these are two different things to talk about stuff and also to do that or to live like that yeah thank you so much for sharing this um, sure yeah, it touched me. <laughs> and I I think that we are, well, maybe not alike, but similar in the way that, as I understood it, you, you approach also emotional topics through cognition, through logically understanding things. Yes. And I can say for me that it absolutely applies to me. I'm very good at rationalizing emotions. And if I rationalize it, I'm very good at expressing it. In, in the way of, you know, talking about it. I'm not very good at showing it. So for me, 
this authenticity journey, the the podcast, the, the research that I'm doing through it is also a very personal journey to become more authentic and to allow myself to to be what really is inside. So, yeah, I can absolutely, it resonates with me what you're sharing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I also feel understood. But the point is before, and for me, and I think this is such a hard part, you cannot just say, all right, from now on, I will be authentic and I will express yeah. authentic and whatever, because <laughs> you need to do the work before. You need to connect with yourself. You need to connect yes. with your emotions. You need to connect with what is there inside my head and what is stored in my body of emotions, of experiences and so on? What beliefs do I have and what are my coping me mechanisms which brought me here? Mm -hmm. need to understand so much and you need to feel, fucking need to feel so much. You need to feel pain. You need to feel anxiety. You need to feel sadness and mm -hmm. need to be lovely with yourself and then maybe for me from my perspe perspective at least if you do if you do this work before then you can express this to the outside but you cannot express anything to the outside which you're not did before in the inside authentically at least mm -hmm. yeah i understand and i also agree that first of all you have to know what the authentic expression of yourself what it would be. Um, so you need to know what's inside you. I would say, though, that it's not like you can work through this big chunk, take a couple of years to work through it, and then you're done at some point, and then you can start expressing. It's more like uh, talking from my perspective. I have this insightful moment when I feel myself, when I know what I want to say, what I want to do, maybe even despite expectations that are projected onto me. And then I can act authentically. And then for 23 hours, 59 minutes, uh, the remainder of the day, maybe I'm more in the autopilot mode. So it's yes. it's small chunks. <laughs> um, I said thank you for sharing this. And also, I thank you because you answered one question that I had in mind. I wanted to know why it was so important to you to stress that your podcast and your approach is scientific because it's on the website. It's it seems to be very important to you and you explained why, because that's what you would need as a consumer of a podcast. Right, right. <laughs> and also, I think I prepared you for this. I saw a post of yours a couple of weeks ago right. and uh, I'll try to translate it into English. You said that for a long time you feared putting yourself out there, putting yourself in the center of this project and also showing your personal opinions. And I want to ask you about that. What change to um well make that statement and to move into a more personal space with your podcast short answer this process so there are different um, levels where i can answer this one truth is that i was kind of hiding behind the scientific approach because i was i'm interviewing all the time thought leaders in their topics i'm talking with doctors with professors with whatever and if I'm talking to them and I'm just quoting them all the time, I'm hiding behind their expertise and their scientific proof and their titles. So this I is quite... That. And, it, and it gives you a feeling of control, doesn't it? Because you, right, you are right, asking the questions. Right. You can stop it at any time. That's I can me. totally... <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You, you totally have the control because you don't say yeah. your own opinion at any time. 
-hmm. You're just hiding a bit behind your microphone. You have the power or the control about what goes outside, which quote you, you quote and so on. So maybe this leads us to the question, why? So why did I do that? Short answer, anxiety. So I, I was kind of anxious to said like, this is my opinion. I could not even t say this if I had any opinion about this because I was curious about the topic and I wanted to learn more. And because I was obviously not that good in checking in with my own emotions to that time, it was my only key. It was the only key to go the rational way, the scientific way. But I did not find someone who did this like I do. And maybe now we need to go a few years earlier. I started Humans Are Happy in 2017 as an Instagram account where I just asked people, please finish the sentence, happiness is dot, dot, dot. And then I made a picture and uploaded that on Instagram. First, I asked friends, then random strangers. And this was the whole concept. And I really got a 100% positive response to that. Like people seemed to like that kind of content. When I stopped that account one year later, because I was carrying just about some stupid so, so, social media KPIs and I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to care about that or to deal with that topic in a, in a deeper way. I decided to do that podcast because I noticed when I first did that Instagram account, the response was a hundred percent positive. So it seemed like, hmm, maybe if I'm curious about that topic and people seem to like that, then maybe why don't I do this publicly? I could also ask my interview partners just for a talk and not for an interview. And I could just write essays on my own, but I'm writing articles which are published. So I said to myself, I'm doing this for my own, but if it gives value to anyone, then why not? And I needed this journey for my own because also I was striving or I am striving for a succeeded life. But my only way to deal with how a succeeded life can look like, if I don't want a recipe like do this and this and this, like what are the mechanisms behind that or the scientific approach? And that's that was why I was doing that. And now you ask the question like, what led to that post where I said, man, I was hiding a lot. I think in the end, this anxiety point is something that's really worth to be mentioned because, for example, why haven't I been able to connect with my emotions? Because I cut this connection maybe earlier in my life, not in total, but in at least in, in some cases. Why did I do that? Maybe because I did not want to feel some emotions which made me feel uncomfortable. Why did I felt emotions which made me feel uncomfortable? Not really because some bad things happened in my life. That happened because I just felt uncomfortable and maybe not so worthy and maybe not so 
seen and valued maybe by society. Not It's not that hard maybe as it sounds, but I think these are the cores. And, and this always comes down to self-worth. In the end, it comes down to self-worth. Mm -hmm. So if you think about yourself, maybe you don't need to know this rationally, but if you emotionally think, I'm maybe not so wanted, I'm maybe not so cool. And because you think that, you get the belief that maybe people do laugh about you. And for me, I, I thought people would laugh about me because I felt for some not rational reason that that could happen. And because of that, I started to hide. And I, of course, I developed then coping mechanisms where I, I knew that I would be able to live a, a beautiful life. And I always did. But was that authentic? Mm -hmm. In some case, yes, because it was my authentic coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was my authentic coping mechanism, but it was just a coping mechanism. And so because of that, I felt uncomfortable because of some beliefs which are not rational. And because of that, I cut a bit the connection to the emotions. And because I was not able to connect with my emotions of that, I was just, yeah, I was not just bored. I was annoyed by these emotional approaches about happiness. And I was like, but why was I so annoyed? Why did this make me angry? There's a total easy to see link. <laughs> it made me angry because I was sad said not to be part of that. Like, this is not for me. I was just saying, this is not for me. But why was it not for me? Because I was not able to see that. So, but I wanted to live a succeeded life, what we were talking about. So, and my only way then to live a succeeded life was to develop in the end that key for me, which opened the door to say, it's important to connect with your emotions And that brings you deep down to the thing before, all right, mm -hmm. what causes your beliefs? Mm -hmm. Again, thanks for sharing. It's very personal. And, you know, talking about the content that we are talking about, it can't come so easy to you. So thanks for sharing this. And well, congratulations. <laughs> you know, of course, it's not like evolutionary Uh, staircase, but it's like you have reached the next step, um, being able to connect more to your emotions and also talk about it. And even admitting this, talking about this in a public post. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm happy for, that. for you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I, I am as well. And this is, as you said, a step. It's a step. Nothing more, but also nothing less. And mm -hmm. to be authentic, you need to deal maybe also with topics which are not connected to joy in the first place. Which, yeah. which, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> fortunately, yeah. fortunately, because this makes contrast. Yeah. You need the contrast. So I would say fortunately. And it's also a very sustainable way to deal with yourself, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. but, but again, again, we need to be honest here. Of course, it's easy for me to express this on a rational, analytical way. And I'm hiding here a bit. If yeah, I, yeah. I, could say, I could say, of course, I can place myself here and talk about emotions and, and express this very analytically. And maybe people then think, oh, wow, he's so connected to his emotions. But no, I can just, I can just express how these mechanisms work. 
then in the end to really, really, really live that, like to align that, that what you say and what you feel, to say it in your mm -hmm. words, are two different pairs of shoes. Yeah, it's really cool because I feel that so much. It's not like everyone is even able to have the self-awareness to distinguish between, oh, I'm, I'm not actually feeling the emotion. I'm, I'm an analyzing and, you know, talking about the emotion. <laughs> it's two different things. So, right. yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Hey, and uh, what you shared brings me to the question that I've been burning to ask since, <laughs> ever since the beginning of, of the conversation. I'm because you said, you said you went on this journey because of the notion that what you focus on is what you get. You use different words, but I think right. that's what it meant, that if you focus on happiness, if that's what you occupy your mind with, you get more of that. That was my hypothesis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I want to know, um, so you started this experiment that's been going on for five years or something. Right. Just very subjectively, right. do you feel like you are more satisfied or happy or whatever word you would like to use now? as compared to when you when you first had this hypothesis? Yeah, I would say my level of joy in general, my level mm -hmm. of joy in life was much higher when I started this because we need to see the circumstances. I was in the middle of my 20s. I was working in a gym. I was, doing, I was a nutrition coach. I was personal trainer. And I was living in a wonderful shared flat with my wonderful flatmates to that time. I was doing party a lot. I was loved. I, was, I had a really great life. I had a really, really, really great life, which gave me so much joy. But, and this is also a fun thing, why did I question then things if I had so much joy? Mm -hmm. as, 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 as a trainer, I was um, confronted with so many different goals of my clients. One wants to lose fat, one wants to gain muscles, one wants something else. So the people wanted so different things. And I was starting about, I was starting to think about if these people, they want so different things, then what is the ultimate thing? What makes you happy? So this was my starting mm -hmm. point. But Right now, I would say the level of the superficial joy you were talking about here, which I definitely had more in the beginning of that project, changed now because I am facing topics of my life that I was pushing away for years, for decades, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, and to face these things is nothing related with joy in the, <laughs> in the moment of presence, if you think so. Yeah. But it's so sustainable. Yeah. And I would say I changed maybe some of this joy for, and here we are again, authentic satisfaction. Maybe not now, but I think... Doing this work, not when I'm 50 or 60 or whatever. So doing this in my 20s and 30s will cause the years, hopefully in the future, which can be lived much more authentically. And I'm mm -hmm. doing an exchange of joy and the moment of superficial joy against some, the feeling, but also winning the ability to feel pain, 
anxiety, sadness, anger, which in the end will hopefully cause to express a much higher level of also, or to feel a much higher level of joy. Because I cannot just be the happy guy, the whatever, Mr. Sunshine guy. I can play this role. And I did. But this is very, very small area, just a very small area. And if you wide this spectrum and you can be sad mm -hmm. and nervous and angry, uh, whatever, hurt, then you you win so much contrast. And yeah, yeah this is, I think, worth that journey. Thank you for this insightful answer. Yeah, and it beautifully links back to a question that I asked a while ago. Right. Um, if happiness means that you have a life that's uh, that lacks stresses or challenging things, and we could add now uh, emotions that are, <laughs> well, harder, or I don't know, like anger and sadness and the things that you just named. And um, I think we just concluded that in order to live a full, rich, happy life, however, whatever word you want to use, a satisfied life, a successful life, it means that all of these things have a space because in order to be authentically you, you can't just neglect everything that's more challenging. You can't neglect other emotions than, yay, I'm joyful. <laughs> This is human. This is so human. Yeah. Human emotions are not just joy. Yeah, exactly. So you, yeah. So you, you're getting like more human in the end. Yeah. Being not joyful all the time. Yeah. Well, quite a ride. Topic wise, we had lots of uh, terms that we looked at. We went very deep and I really, really appreciate that. It always makes me happy when in my conversations we reach a deeper level and when there's a space for vulnerability well ideally on both sides because i said i also try to work on being more open telling about these things but i like to end this conversation on a lighter note i always have prepared five rapid questions all right well, the rapid thing about it is that you answered rapidly so i've got five questions are you up for it sure okay Number one, what is your favorite city in the world as of now? Still Hamburg. Hamburg. I've just lived the best life, uh, the best time of my life there. So yeah. the experiences and the, the, yeah, whatever. It's not, it's not uh, rapid anymore, so I will stop here. No worries. But I also, I will make it less rapid because I want to add, and I don't remember the details, so it's very fuzzy what I'm sharing here. But I saw this, I think it was really a happiness scale, uh, like, which cities of the world have the happiest inhabitants? And I think Hamburg was in the top 10. So, ha, 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 Beautiful. Ha. <laughs> okay, second one. What is a snack that you cannot withstand? Oh, damn. I I think because of my nutrition coach uh, past, I, yeah, my first intuition was Twix. Because I don't know why, mm -hmm. so I would say just tricks if you want to have an answer. Yeah. But it's hard for me to do to do the answer, to be honest. <laughs> uh, okay, I was gonna say, wow, it's gonna be a cucumber or something. <laughs> a cucumber? No. no, no. 
Okay. Um, this episode will be out uh, in January. So, uh, what's the happiest memory of 2022 for you? Getting self-employed. Oh, that just happened. Cool. Okay. Fourth, what animal are you most afraid of? Mm. I would say these kind of animals, which... Oh, oh, wait. I would say, like, if I would stand in front of one, I think the fucking orangutans, they're they are really scary. <laughs> yeah. And big. <laughs> and big. <laughs> okay. And the last one. If right. given the chance, would you go on a one-way journey to colonize Mars? So if there was... To if colonize was Mars? Like, yeah, you could... Like, we're going to go to Mars. You could be the first on the first mission. And there's probably no returning back in your lifetime. Would you take the chance or not? Never, ever. Never, ever. Never, ever. No. <laughs> that was easy for you. That was easy. <laughs> I've been asking this question to many people and it was always like, I don't know, maybe, oh my God, it's the first, wow. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's, if we were talking so much today about expressing yourself authentically, like going to Mars then is like totally not to check in with yourself, like checking in with the <laughs> earth. It's like just going somewhere else to hire, hire the the whatever's in the outside to see like, oh man, I'm in space, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to care about my problems on earth. Like I don't need to care <laughs> about my problems in the inside. So no. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for answering these uh, questions. Thanks for showing yourself and letting us get to know you a bit better or letting us get to know you in the first place. I really appreciate that. I, I value your time and I wish you the best of journey with your podcast, with your project. And the thing that makes me um, happiest about that is that it is very helpful for other people and other people get to tap into the things that you learn, that you share, that you and your guests share so that they also can, well, move forward on their journey. Thank you. Thank you for the chance to be here. I wonder how many of you out there share Leo's and my predicament. Are you in touch with your emotions? Or do you too like to take the rationalization shortcut? And what's your take on happiness and how to attain it? Please reach out and share your opinion. Drop a message via Facebook, find us there as wild.one or Instagram at wild.thepodcast. You can also connect with us via our website www.wild.one. Share this episode with someone for whom this content could be valuable. Thanks for being you and for enriching this world. Yes, I mean you. Take care and talk to you next time. And until then, live wildly.